What I want to talk to you about today are thoughts. Everybody has thoughts. There are things that come to our mind. And then we give it time. And then from there, there's a process that takes place. We're totally conscious of it all the time because we're always thinking. The brain is always working. It's doing so many things. And the brain is an amazing creation. And we only know a certain portion of what the brain actually does. When I think about thoughts, I think about the word passing thoughts. Passing thoughts, meaning thoughts that are in transit. When I think of passing thoughts, I think about driving. When I'm driving an automobile and I may pass by a car or there may be a car that's driving faster and it passes by me. But when it comes to the thought process, there is a passing that takes place, but it's a little different. There are many thoughts, there are frequencies, there are things that we can't necessarily see, but it exists. Think about cell phone signals. Think about radio signals. We can't see it, but it exists. Same goes with sounds. Sounds exist because we can hear them. Some of it, depending upon how it vibrates, we can feel them. It exists in the electromagnetic spectrum, but we know that there is a realm that we can't see, but we know is real. When you think about thoughts, I don't believe that thoughts just pass over us. I believe that the thoughts also can pass through us. I would call that a passing thought. That's a common term, right? Passing thought. Well, how does a passing thought actually exist? I believe that there are many thoughts, many ideas, many things that have been spoken over the ages that still exists within the realm. I believe there are things that may have been spoken earlier this week because there are power within our words. Our words form our world. I believe there are words that exist out there that can form our world, but maybe those thoughts, maybe those words haven't met full ground. That's what happens to a dream deferred. Sometimes words that people have spoken out into the atmosphere with confidence and positivity, they didn't take ground because it wasn't fueled with faith. Just an example. I believe that there are words, there are thoughts that are out there, some of them that exist that are for us, and there are other ones out there that exist that are not for us. They are not good for us. So the thing is, the passing thoughts, going back to that, as thoughts pass around us, over us, I believe some of them pass through. And sometimes the passing thought, we don't recognize it as a passing thought. We don't give it a passing thought status. We let it linger. We let it stay a little bit longer than it's supposed to. So that first thing I'm describing about thoughts, you have a thought and it stays longer than it's supposed to. A passing thought that stays longer than it's supposed to is information. You begin to fuel it with your own information. I'll give an example. There are many thoughts that exist out there in the forms of things that people say. Some of which are true, others that are untrue. When someone shares an idea with you, I've said before, there are three ways in which you can handle it. You can accept it now, you can put it on the shelf because it doesn't apply, or you can place it in the garbage can because it doesn't apply at all. There's a shelf, there's a plate, and there's a garbage can. Now, as it relates to thoughts, 
Sometimes that passing thought comes from someone that you know. At other times, that thought may come from someone that you do not know. When somebody says something positive about you, you're an awesome person. What you're doing is a great thing. My goodness, I'm so proud of you. That is a word that someone speaks. Now, if you choose to accept it, it's not a passing thought. It's something that you allow to rest inside. If you choose to deny what was said, then it passes on. It continues on to the next phase of whatever it's supposed to do. This also applies to negative things. If someone speaks a negative thing to you, something that you perceive as negative, you're no good. You're not going to be at anything. You never amount to anything. Oh, you're not good at this. Maybe you need to try something else. Well, first layer, there's a plate, there's a shelf, and there's a garbage can. That's the first point. When anything reaches your mind, you have to evaluate it and place it in one of those three categories. This process of thought is so key. It's so important. And the reason why I believe it's so important is because there are so many people that I know personally, myself included at a point in time, and still from time to time, there are passing thoughts that may cross through my brainwave, my brain path, my consciousness. It may pass through my awareness. It may come to my recognition. And this passing thought, I give a little bit more life to it than perhaps what I'm supposed to. I take that thought and I begin to let it roam around. I let it roam around in my mind. I remember when it came to singing. I remember my voice changed. I was singing in solos in church and I remember I was singing in plays and concerts and performing arts and all of those things. Then my voice changed. Voice came deeper. And it changed to closer to what it is that you hear now. When that happened, when the voice change took place, my voice wasn't as strong as it was before when I was singing. And I remember a person told me, oh gosh, you used to be able to sing really well. Now, it doesn't sound that good. Well, I know now that that's that person's opinion. And they could have been right. Maybe at that point in time, maybe I didn't sound that good. And it was because of that process of transition of voice and understanding how to hear and how to convert it into a sound that's well received. So it had truth to it. And the thing is, I applied it because it had truth. But the problem with it is that I let it linger longer than it was supposed to. So sometimes these passing thoughts, what happens in the passing thoughts is that it comes, it exists in this realm. There's something we're supposed to do with it. And then it's supposed to go on to another place. So I'm not saying that everything that somebody says to you that you perceive as negative, that you're supposed to just throw it into the garbage can or just place it on the shelf. I'm saying to the point where there are indeed a three-stage process that you have to follow when you have passing thoughts. Because like I said before, thoughts that are processed turns into information. So when somebody shares that negative thing, when they shared it with me, I held on to that for a long time. And I let it turn into information that held me back from being able to move forth in what I know to be true. What I knew to be true is that I could sing. And 
I still sing now to this day. And now it sounds good because I learned how that process works. But if I let that information, the thing that the person told me about my voice change, and if I let it stay with me forever, I would have never stepped back into singing again. I would have stayed exactly where I was and I would have let that thought turn into information that was incorrect. And that moves into the next thing. Information. The brain is like a computer. There are so many different folders, so many different file types, and there's an abundance of hard drive space, meaning space for thoughts, space for experiences. There's space for so many things. What happens is inside of that hard drive, sometimes it has to be a system check. We have to do a system check because sometimes those thoughts that have left there for a long time, they've gone past their date. They've gone past the time in which they should still exist. And I'm saying that to say this. When we think on things, when we study for an exam, when we recall that information, that's the conscious mind. That's the place where thoughts turn into information, the conscious mind. The conscious mind with information is powerful when used in the correct manner. When it's not used in the correct manner, you have thoughts. You have thoughts in your mind that turn into information, and that information begins to guide your process. Your brain will continually give you that information because you've accepted it and you've given it a place. It has a place in your mind. So what we have to do is we have to do a system check to see what's there. Because what happens with information, it goes on to a different phase, which I'll talk to you about in a moment. As it begins with thoughts, it moves forward into information. And then the information turns into knowledge. I believe that if people treat thoughts, specifically the words that are spoken by other people, you treat it as your computer would treat a file that you download. I know at my workplace there is a there is a system that's used to scan downloads to make sure that the download is not corrupted. But basically what it is, it's a system scan. It's a file scanner. It scans it to make sure that there's nothing in that file that will contaminate the computer when you download. That system scanner or that virus security is very important because you don't want the wrong file to be downloaded and then it contaminates the computer system. That wouldn't be good. Just as in that computer system, the same process applies to the thoughts. There are thoughts that come to us and we have to, as the thought comes to us, we have to apply a scan to it. We have to apply a checkpoint. When we apply the checkpoint, there's a process that takes place. It scans the information. And at the checkpoint, there's a process where what was said is scanned. Well, when we scan it and see if it works, if it's correct, then we can download it and it can begin to have that process of turning into information. Knowledge is the realm where the information has existed. But after the information exists, knowledge is a place where the information that was once a passing thought 
the information turns into knowledge. The knowledge portion is like a deep archive. The knowledge portion exists in the subconscious mind. The subconscious mind is the mind that exists eternally. It's the part that is within you and works for you. The subconscious, many names for it, by some are referred to as the Holy Spirit, the inner consciousness, the elevated self. You have a subconscious. Now, the elevation or the levels of your subconscious is based upon your experiences and how you handle those experiences. And then from there, there's a process that takes place. And there's another point in time I'd love to talk about that. But as far as this whole thing is concerned, there is a subconscious mind. And that subconscious mind is the mind that your conscious mind speaks to. When I say speak a certain thing, say something out of your your mouth and believe it to be so, what happens is you speak it and it goes into your subconscious mind. Your subconscious mind begins to prepare the world around you that you see and the one that you don't see. It prepares your body. It prepares your very being so that what you say, it begins to take place. It's like when I go to the restaurant and I order food, what happens afterwards is I begin to place my napkin on my lap. I begin to move my forks around and everything else that I need to do to prepare. Why? Because I know it's going to come because I already made the request for it. I already spoke to the waiter or the waitress. I already spoke to the person or nowadays I've already placed my order on the machine and now I'm sitting here with an expectation for it to arrive. That same process of ordering food from a menu with the expectation of it to be delivered. Well, that same process takes place when it relates to the conscious and the subconscious mind. We have information that we have in our brain, but at the same time, once we begin to process it more, it transitions into a subconscious as well. What we say, what we think on, it begins to become a part of who we are. And then when that takes place, then it is embedded in us. And this can be positive or negative. When I say positive, I mean something that's uplifting. It can come from a place where it's uplifting or it can come from a place where it pulls you down. It brings down the value of perceived self. Some people are so positive. They say positive things to you and they exhort, they encourage you. And there's other people that are naysayers. They say negative things or they say things that are contrary to what it is that you believe, contrary to what you know. This information is so important because the information that you process and that you believe it becomes your reality. If you think that you are not adequate for what you want to do in life, it won't happen if you don't think that you're adequate. As a person thinketh, so shall they be. What are you thinking about as it relates to your world and your life? What do you want to be? What is your desire? What do you want to be in this world? The dreams, the visions, the things that you want to achieve. Some of you listening, when you do that, there are negative thoughts that come to your mind. When I say negative, I'm saying as far as the opposite of what it is that we're trying to do here. You're thinking about the things that you want to do in your world, but then a voice may come to mind. It may come to mind of a person that said that you couldn't do that. Maybe it was a sibling. Maybe it was a parent. Maybe it was a friend or so-called friend. And then you just stopped. Similar to the example I gave earlier. Sometimes messages that were given to us earlier in our lives, we still allow them to 
have root or have ground. We give them weight in our lives now. And that's not the way it's supposed to be. So what I believe is that what we need to do is we need to do a system check. I talked about this in Balance and Alignment, but we need to do a system check. And if you haven't heard that, Balance and Alignment talks about this process that I'm explaining in much more detail. But you have to do a system check to see what's missing, to see what needs to be balanced, what needs to be aligned so that you can really walk in the greatness that's available to you. See, information, information can be misinterpreted. And sometimes we call that misinformation because it's not the proper information. Now, with the proper information, one can safely embed into the knowledge area of the subconscious. And then we can rise what many people call overstanding. There's an understanding, there's an understanding, and there's an overstanding. And that's another conversation for another time. But when something is presented to you as a challenge, you begin to process, you begin to understand, and then it becomes a part of you. Then it becomes a part of that information. And then that becomes a inner standing. Then after that inner standing and that information transfers into knowledge, it's an overstanding. It's a part of you that as you walk your path of life, you have those principles, you have that information and you can stand on it strong. And no matter what anybody says to you, you know the truth. You have a confidence. You have a knowledge of who you are based upon the correct information. And you know without a shadow of a doubt. The transformation from information into knowledge comes from allowing the thought to enter and giving it a permanent place. There's a saying, Temet Nosh. I remember the first time it really started to resonate when I was watching The Matrix. Temet Nosh means know thyself. And I believe there are many people that just don't know themselves because their perception is based upon false knowledge. Now, in psychology, there's knowledge of self from a personal understanding, and there's the blind self, which is the way that we project to other people. And those two contrast because we think of ourselves in one way, and other people, they perceive it from outside. They see us from a different perspective. They see us as the natural, but also at the same time, they may see the spirit that drives us. But there's two parts of the self. So many times, some of the misinformation is because we're misguided and we don't really think of ourselves in the way that we should. We don't think as highly of ourselves as we should. Now, that's a place where there is a line that exists that when we think on certain things, when we think of ourselves, we shouldn't think of ourselves higher than we're supposed to. But at the same time, we're not supposed to think of ourselves on a low level as well. And that gets into the whole part of pride, which is another conversation as well. But there's two parts of pride. There's highly pride and there's lowly pride. There's different names for it. This is what I'm calling it. And I've heard it before explained in such a similar way. See, the thing is you can have a prideful manner in which you think of yourself really high where a person oh that person has a really ego they think so much about it they're always bragging about themselves and in some cases that's exactly what it is it's a pride that you are thinking so much of yourself and it may not actually be so but there's also a lowly pride 
where you don't think highly of yourself at all. You think very negative about yourself. You don't have confidence in yourself. You don't think that you're good enough. Well, you're focusing on self, but you're focusing on it in the opposite realm, in a negative way. Oh, I'm not good enough. Well, that I'm not good enough is similar to the, oh man, I'm great. I'm better than this and I'm better than this and I'm better than that. And encouraging yourself is fine, but you have to, at the end of the day, do a system check to know, okay, what I believe about myself, I haven't taken it too far, but at the same time, I'm not letting it go too far. And that's the whole balance. Life is a process of that continually on a daily basis. Because sometimes people can give you information about who you are. And it's not the correct information. It boosts you up to a place that you really shouldn't be. I remember the children's story, The Emperor's New Clothes. And many people have heard of this one. But basically there's an emperor. And the people around him give him the wrong information. But he processes it as a thought. It's a passing thought that the emperor begins to receive. And the emperor's new clothes ended up with him walking around with clothes that weren't even there. Meaning he was walking around naked. But people, well, they gave him misinformation. And he walked around in pride based upon the false info. He didn't have people around him that was giving him the right information. People were giving him incorrect information. You always have to have people around you that are higher than you as far as their life path what they've accomplished and they're in a place they've reached higher levels which are the same levels that you're looking to accomplish then there's people that you have to you should be around you should be around people that are at levels that are lower than yours and i'm not saying higher or lower as far as a person being better than you note that i did not say better i'm saying at a higher or lower level Because as people, our process is for the entire human race is to help fellow mankind. We're supposed to help one another. And we help one another by lifting others up to levels of being based upon our experience. And that's what this podcast is about. I hope that I can do that through my experiences that I share that I can help others to arrive at a place where they can begin to thrive in hopes that they'll do the same. And it begins to operate on a forward pay process meaning pay it forward. But I think it's only fair to give you an update on the singing since I can share the story with you. So here's the update with regard to my singing. I learned how to use the new voice so that the sound would be received well. First few times singing didn't work out the best because I was still in transition as far as my voice. But once I understood my voice, once I understood how to use that voice in this new season of my life, then it began to really work in a powerful way. And now I do background singing. I have some songs that I've made and it's going to be made available at a point in time when it's supposed to. But I'm so thankful that I understood that the comment that was made was appropriate and I needed to apply it. Yes, the singing wasn't great. And then when the modification was complete, I understood that the information that I had, there needed to be a rewrite of that information. Just as a system does a file scan when you're looking to download something onto your computer, 
we must also do a system scan that scans what words and what thoughts are allowed to enter our personal space. I hope this has been beneficial information that aids you in the path of purpose. May the words that have been communicated in this podcast, especially the ones that resonate within, may continue in this path in which it will elevate you and complete you. And for those of you that are listening, and sometimes you may say, wow, it feels like this message is just for me. And I get feedback from people that have listened. I thank you for the feedback. That encourages me. Because this is stepping out into something that I'm getting more comfortable with as I do more and more. But I'm so thankful that I have information that I've learned through experiences and I've learned firsthand that I'm sharing with you. That's how I know it works because it worked and is continually working for me. May this discernment process grow in you so that you'll be able to be the best you that anyone has ever seen that is possible. Thank you for listening to this podcast and may you continue to walk in purpose, positivity, and power. Take care.